1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Or you could say, or you can say, like, you know what? I don't think I'm driving crazy, but our baby's in the car. My family doesn't feel safe. So let I'll me just, just, just
2: drive a little slower. Or right. Yeah.
1: But you do this well. Well, I can't even. You, you drive because I'm like, I'll drive. But it should also mean when. I am not in the car, and you go somewhere wild by yourself. You also drive cautiously.
2: Mm-hmm. I do, yeah.
1: But you give me the the uh, you give me the indication that you're like, well, I'll switch it up for you. But like, the minute you get out, I'm gonna go back to my like. You don't have integrity, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs>
1: Is a mess. Come on in. Welcome to Fly on the Wall Podcast. This is the podcast about influencer culture, about parenting tips, about live relationship advice. Okay, and recording it all for the world to see. I'm your neighborhood friendly black girl, Amber,
2: and I'm Ben. Just a little asterisk. This is not live. Well, the live. Relationship you know what? It actually,
1: it skirt on twenty twos. Guess what? Tonight, tonight, you are currently seeing us live. Yes. You're watching us on Wednesday. You should be. In Los Angeles at the Lodge Room. I you just flew I'm out here. You should be seeing us live on stage right now at our sold out show. I'm unfortunately. I'm all of the things. sold out. So What do you mean unfortunately?
2: If, you, if you're just hearing about this now, you just discovered us. We got super viral, super famous. Yes. You can't buy tickets anymore, unfortunately.
1: You can't. Yep. Tickets gone, because we are th- we are that popular. Popular. We're popular. popular. So thank you so much I to wanna all those. From, from I want
2: to be popular. Oh, yeah. What's
1: Popular. It's from Wicked. I want to be popular. Yes. Thank you to those of you who bought tickets to the show. We're going to get this, this party started. Support Live today. Theater. Support Live Theater. Support. Thank you for supporting us and our family. Um, Let's jump right in. The first segment of our show is called Hashtag Influenced. It's time for the hashtag. Hashtag influence. Okay. Today we're talking about something that Ben is very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Making apologies. So obviously, people are constantly making mistakes on the internet. Even mistakes they really didn't mean to make. Recently, And couple just weeks on ago, the internet. <laughs> just on the internet. A couple weeks ago, there was uh, the beauty community really cooked this white dude's ass. Okay. Um, there's this beauty creator called Kevin Lee, I had to pause because it's not to be confused with Keith Lee. He's
2: barely a beauty creator, though.
1: That is not fair. <laughs> I feel like if you're making videos and you're being paid to make some of those videos of makeup reviews and stuff, you are a beauty influencer. Maybe, maybe you're micro, maybe you're I macro. I said
2: barely. I said barely. That's, that's still shade. Influenced.
1: You said that to be shady. What What's not making this person a beauty creator if they're paid to do I don't think he does it full time.
2: I think he has to have it. He might job.
1: not, but that doesn't mean he's barely doing it. So if you're doing something half time, are you barely doing it?
2: Yeah. Part time? I barely, I barely bartend. I work well, like two, three nights a week.
1: They so clearly are making beauty content, and people are watching. And what people did recently watch? There was this white beauty influencer who uh, was testing out this makeup product from the makeup line Juvia's Place. Juvia's Place is a black-owned cosmetic line. Okay, so they really specialize in like very pigmented shades. We will obviously link this um, in the episode notes. They they specialize in pigmented shades that can show up on darker skin. So this white creator reviews it and it's basically implying, he didn't really do too much, but they're basically implying that like, I look crazy right now. Like like, look at this. This Like look at the culprit. Like this is so tiny. Yeah. 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 Like I I just put a tiny amount, and like it's all over me now. To which obviously, all of the black girls who do makeup, who love makeup, immediately clap back. It's like, why are you even reviewing this? This isn't even for you. Blah blah blah. Okay.
2: Specifically designed for people with darker pigments. That that would be similar to be like. Uh, you know, I I tried this um, wheelchair out. It doesn't really work good for me. Right, or, or like something that's just not, maybe that, not wheelchair. Yeah, because the wheelchair like, um, is so
1: clearly for. But like when it comes to just like if this is a black owned brand, it, it was just like it was unawareness at its finest level. I think
2: I could see some fucked up creator being like, here are top ten. Uh, motor carts, wheelchairs I tried. And here's why, I, here's how I'm rating them.
1: You know what it'd be like? It would be like getting in an elevator that had something specific to it. And you're like, why is this here and in my way? And you're like, that's so that the people can like grab hold of this when they need something. You know, just like, like different things to press or lift up with or touch, or you're like, why is this design like this? You're like, you're not even thinking about the people that this gets support. It's like
2: going into a sex store and being like, oh, ew, like, I don't I don't get, why would, why are there, like, crops and, and and you know, handcuffs? Like, right, what? right, like, yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna review. Or you know what
1: I recently saw? I recently saw a creator make a video, and then in her caption, she described everything that was going on in the video, and some people in the comments are like, like, why did you just write, a description of what's going on in the video like that's ridiculous and if she was like well those who are vision impaired can like read the description or have someone read them descriptions so they know what's going on mm. and they were like oh okay
2: you know what it's like it's like going to it's like going to a store like an asian like produce store and then trying out like spices and be right like, i put this spice on my eggs and you're like that's and it's and it was terrible. It was, and right. you put way too much. You you didn't know right. anything about the spice or the cooking. I, I, we're I looking think our for audience the knows where we're going with this.
1: This this makeup is not for you, and you dragged it. Now what happens? Right. Obviously the girls are dragging him, and he him they. I don't know their pronouns. I'm just gonna say they. Obviously the girls are dragging this person, and then this person quickly went to make an apology about it.
3: Boom. I've got to, I've got, no.
1: You know what? Okay, let's play the apology.
2: Are you going to play I'm the gonna apology? Play, I'm going to play the
1: apology, and then let's have a conversation I'm going to
2: break it. down why this is a terrible apology. And I can do this because I am so excellent at apologizing. I have yes. had tons of practice doing it. I've actually you're, read I, I books think you, about apologizing. I
1: think you apologize a lot. I'm going to be honest with you. I, you're not that great at apologies. But I have a structure that we can use, okay? You're not. Apologies to you are like, let me just wait till she forgets, which I don't. Let's play his apology.
4: For the people that were offended by that Juvia's Place blush video from me, I am truly sorry. That was not my intention. I feel really shitty that anybody was offended by a video that I posted online. It was absolutely not my intention to brush over the fact that those blushes are so highly pigmented so that they will work on black and brown skin. The brand is a black-owned brand. It is a brand that will put black and brown skin at the forefront of every single brand launch. All of their products their photo shoots, their video shoots. I don't want to bash a company like that. It was not my intention. I went out and bought that product in the first place because I do like Juvia's Place. I think they have some amazing products and they have products that work for literally every single skin tone. And I think that's something to celebrate and something to support. And I feel shitty that my videos suggest anything otherwise. I was in shock by the pigment and I just wasn't prepared. And that was... My fucking bad. As an influencer, it is my job to do the research and to view a product in a way that's helpful, that's not hurtful. And I was just completely ignorant when posting that video. And again, that's my bad. That's my fuck up, and I'm really sorry.
1: He he goes on for another minute, acknowledging that it was his bad, acknowledging Ugh. that he didn't do the research. And I'm sorry, like, it wasn't that bad of an apology. And then people were like, well, why is the old video still up? He was like, you're right, taking it down now. And other people are like, well, no, you should leave the video up so people, people can see what stop. mistakes are made.
2: Just Stop. Just stop, bro. What should he have said? What, uh, should, what
1: should Kevin simply simply Kevin have said?
2: Oh, an he just, apology. Yeah, I because
1: don't... he Kevin just acknowledged that he didn't do the research. He just acknowledged that like this is a black and brown company and Clearly so, it wasn't for me. That some parts they, they put black people and prioritize black and brown shades.
2: Sure. Though he started his apology terrible and then he ended it pretty well. So the first thing you don't want to do with an apology is say something, I'm sorry that I offended you. For those who got offended. I got like, you. So That's you fair. wanna you wanna say something, just make it about you. Eye language completely like, Hey, what I did was and then he eventually says what I did was fucked up. Right. Right. And just say that. I didn't do my research, bam. But he starts with for anybody who offended, who got offended, oh, I hate that phrase. Like, well, I, I'm sorry that I offended you. That's not a real apology because that's very different than saying, I'm sorry that I was insensitive. is very different than I'm sorry that I offended you because there's a uh, in, in this idea that you took offense to what I said
1: I, I, I without can, me being. I can being, agree with you on that. Because, I can agree with you on that.
2: Because for me, like, I will say something that might be offensive Um, I don't find it offensive, but what I never want to do is not be sensitive to somebody. So if there are certain topics or jokes that I like to make uh, regarding maybe politics or religion, and I know not everyone likes that. So if I'm around someone who doesn't like a religious joke and I say that religious joke, they get offended by that joke. I've become insensitive. That's why I should Apologize, is I should have been more aware of that. I'm not going to apologize that I made fun of religion because I don't care about that, but I do care about the individual and the fact that I was insensitive to their own beliefs, and that's where I can But that's apologize. what
1: he's saying at the top, who he's apologizing to.
2: See, yeah, but he says it in a way, I'm sorry that I offended, for those who I offended. Was it different than, it, there's the way he phrases it. But, but,
1: okay, in your scenario that you just gave, you are typically offending one person. Right,
2: one, one, uh, yeah, like family members. So it's
1: hard for you to say, like, you've you have not experienced offending a group of people from one or two marginalized groups. So it's hard to say, like, maybe he should have been Uh. more specific (laughs) about, like, I want to acknowledge that I have offended the black and brown community for the following reasons, and that is not okay. Like, these shades are made for black women, brown women. And, or or black brown people. I
2: still saying I'm sorry that I offended the black community puts the onus on the black community getting offended instead of saying like I'm sorry for being insensitive to. You're, okay, I, I see what you're saying. So don't that, even make it about phrasing. the community or the who. Just make it Just about like make it about you. And yeah, your insensitivity. this is what I did. Yeah. right. Um, I think, <laughs> I think, y- well, because my favorite sort of, part of
1: this, my favorite part of this, I mean, people are gonna be mad regardless, right? So I want to acknowledge also... His original video was not that bad. Like, if you watch it, he wasn't like, who the fuck would wear this? Like, he's he wasn't like, like that. That's... He was like, whoa. His, his You
2: sort of hear okay. his personality. He's like yeah, a very yeah. calm. He was like, like that.
1: that kind of I put a lot on. Like, it it, it gave that to me. It like, wasn't.
2: At one point, he did say something pretty sassy along the line. He of was like, this is the culprit. He's like, this is the culprit. And then he said, I, I just put a tiny bit like, like, he's, he's this shocked that this yes. pigment that should, that's not designed yeah, for no, his skin. It was It was still clownery. Truly, but also it's so minor, and he got and he got all these views for it. So, so many I, views, so much backlash. Like, like for example, I made a joke about American Fiction being like the black movie to watch during MLK. Right? Uh, I when was did like, you, when did you make that? I made a video basically saying, "In American Fiction, is the best black movie." And guess what? There's no, you know, essay. There's no slavery. Blah. blah. And I list all these things because I'm referencing the fact. I think I'm being clever and think I'm referencing the fact that Hollywood generally only likes to make black movies that have like gang violence, slavery, and sexual assault.
1: Tell me the joke that you made again.
2: So it's like, hey, everybody, you should go see American Fiction. It is the number one black movie to watch during MLK weekend. And guess what? It's a black movie without s- sexual assault and slavery. And I, I. But that's true. It is true. Which part was the joke? The joke is that. Uh, I'm reckon I'm pointing out the the fact that hey, it's a great black movie, and it doesn't have this right. in it.
1: I think you would have done better if you would have been like,
2: I, forgot now, I know it's I not said, gonna be
1: your favorite, like these slave movies, but like I, I think you should have maybe I could have done it. I have a very way. dry like, sense
2: of humor, and someone commented that like this was low key racist. Uh, okay, right? They thought I was being racist, referring to like implying that all black movies need to have these kinds of things mm-hmm. instead of I, i'm pointing out that most black movies that sort of get oscar nominations or oscar nods have to do with these kinds of things so
1: i just think the joke setup wasn't clear enough
2: i uh, you yeah. i forgot what i said the, the joke worked way better when i i'm not doing the joke justice right Anyway, the point being is that in the
1: retelling of it or in the original The version?
2: retelling. Maybe the original. I don't know. Go watch it. Someone accused me of being racist. Right. I'm not gonna defend myself. Like in yeah. this case, I don't know I don't know if this video deserved an apology. Not like this. I think he could have done something like, Hey, y'all, I like he could have been like, Hey, I discovered that um this wasn't made for me. Yeah. So uh
1: Well, I think what you should do is you should like almost plan backwards and think to yourself like who is the butt of the joke that I'm making? The Who should be the butt of the joke that I'm making is Hollywood, right? Yes. Because you're saying Hollywood is who thinks the only black movies that should have critical acclaim are slave or, movies, that's, right? That's not, so, that's
2: not my point. I, I don't want to... I, I know, don't wanna... I'm just saying
1: like you're...
2: Uh, well, with, with your uh, specific
1: me, joke, you brought did, up your joke. Yeah, jokes, forget, so let me forget the joke. You, you, you should have just made it very clear that you were picking on Hollywood. Sure, sure, I and not I could have done The film. That's, uh, but that's I, where Literally, I, got I don't give also. a fuck
2: about. This person accusing me about being racist. You brought it up. I no. My point is that he's accused for like being racist, making this this video. I don't think he was being racist. I think he was just being insensitive. Yeah, he was and being he, insensitive. And, he, and now he makes a serious video like, "I'm so far. Fuck the people and they're fucking no, offended." I I, no, I don't.
1: I no, I definitely disagree. I, I think, think when he you've should've... done something wildly ignorant and wildly ob- oblivious, and the girls are rightfully dragging you for it, you should be like, "You know what? I was ignorant." Like, or are you it is very ignorant but he's a, so
2: serious it's like yeah because
1: he's probably been getting death threats all weekend <laughs> you know how this goes
2: but in my mind i think i think you have to i think you have to recognize that people over exaggerate on the internet and then you of take course, that and make course. a bit out of that being like hey y'all no no, no i do not I think found, he
1: should have doubled down I, th-
2: I don't think he should have doubled down what i think he should have done was made his apology like ironic and funny and be like all right y'all you no know,
1: but that's not the content he does though
2: Right. Like if you but, don't but, do funny but this, content, but he your also apology
1: should definitely not be funny.
2: But his this apology is not nothing that nobody does in their content, right? He should have engaged with the material and said he's apologizing for offending people. He should apologize, like, for, he should say something along the lines of, uh, like, if he, one, if I think he was going to do an apology, he should have said something along, along lines of, like, hey, I was being insensitive. I did not know. I did I did not think that this was this way. Or he could have said something. No, that's like,
1: even worse. It's like, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't because you don't have to think about anybody but your white self. Like yeah. I hate when people do that. It's like, who would have known all you blacks were gonna be outraged? Like I didn't like I'm like the world is bigger than you, dummy. Like I think I don't he should I think he should Okay, well let me let me tell you what so you're saying if you were him, you would not have apologized.
2: I think if offending,
1: i the black and brown community at large I With th- your ignorant stuff
2: I think there are First of all I think that The black and brown community Was not all Everybody in that Every community Was not offended by this video. Was offended. There were I am <laughs> guarantee you There were tons of like There were no, no, Black there were. and brown people Like I don't There
1: were But like, it was out. The only reason I saw his video Is because Black and brown beauty influencers That I follow stitched this And were like We review this product all the time Of course like This You know, fairer skinned white person didn't love it, but this is still a good product. This is still a bright up because what it it just comes down to the damage. The damage being done is that there are only you maligned maligned a product. Yeah, yeah. the damage being done is that there are only a few black owned makeup brands and you chose to pick (laughs) one of them out and say what's wrong with them. So, make, Because you you have never experienced something not being made specifically for you.
2: Yeah, and I think that's, that's the route he should have gone. He should have stopped like this. But he wouldn't even
1: have the rhetoric to say, like, I am so unaware that so many products are made for me. When have you ever heard a white person speak with that level of, like, Clarity and honesty. Like, I had no idea that there are products. No, because sometimes you don't even do that. Like, I had no idea that, like, this is what it is like when a product is not made for you, and that is not my daily experience. So, I acted out of like pure, you know, accident because I am not in the daily practice of things being made not for me.
2: Right. And I think that would have not been made for me, rather, been a more so. Like, that's why I'm like, why would, why, would,
1: why would you tell him to respond with a joke? Like, that's why I was like, no, it's not funny when things are not, are constantly not made for you.
2: Well, no, I think, I think he should respond with a joke for a couple of reasons. Like, one, as you could sell from that apology, he didn't do it right. So every time you're serious, like, once. Once you've fucked up, like, literally on the internet, there is nothing you can say or do to convince someone otherwise, right? I don't
1: agree with that. Can I I say why? Yeah. Can you come back to that point? Okay. I want to say this. There is this woman on TikTok. Her name is Molly McPherson, or McPherson. Um, She works in crisis management. So she is literally who the girls call She works in PR. She's who the girls call when a company or a singular person is like, hey, I fucked up big time. Can you help me issue a PR statement? Can you help me come up with what I'm going to say, you know, in my car, via Instagram, whatever. So her big structure for this all the time is own it, explain it, promise it. Own what you did. Explain what you did and promise to do better. Now, your promise can look a lot of different ways, right? We we love Cheska Lee. We had her on the show. She has a great video that's like, instead of an empty apology, write a check.
5: That's (laughs) a
1: great way. If you want to do something funny, you'd be like, like, hey, y'all, my dumb white ass made a stupid, ignorant video because I am not in the daily practice of products not being for me because everything is made for white people. I want to own that I just fully manifested that in this video that I made. Juvia's Place, explain, Juvia's Place is a black-owned brand uh, that specializes for black and brown women, and that is something I even learned the other day. I'm going to leave that video up as a learning lesson, and I'm going to be buying, you know, four $500 gift cards or new makeup palettes, and I want to give them away to creators. Sure. That need, whatever. I think, I, just I think, just think that could have been Put uh... some money in Juvia Place, Juvia's Place's pockets at
2: this point. But he also says that he uses... That brands.
1: That's where Molly probably would have said, "Like, no, no, just say you I was didn't. Like, just say you didn't know."
2: Why double down on the fact that you were ignorant about it? And here, here's my thing about injecting humor into this. Right, when you're very serious and like looking at the camera on the internet, it almost becomes like a way of, um, like, showing how remorseful. It's almost like this false humility kind of thing. I don't that agree. I, that I, think I don't think you with.
1: could take a and I'm just saying because Ben is obviously somebody who sometimes says some unhinged things and there have been times in our relationship where you said something so unhinged and sucked the air out of the room and you try to apologize with humor and I'm not buying it. Not, yeah. not that night of like, how has that worked out for you when you're like, eh, I'm a dummy. I'm like, you're still not even acknowledging what you did or what you said. I feel like you should learn from the own it, explain it, promise it structure I think we all can
2: yeah I I, think you, that, I mean you can you I can, think I, you could own it be like yo like yo so I found out this is how I apologize to the black and brown community that I offended
1: so this is what you just you just reviewed Juvia's place poorly
2: yeah I just reviewed Julie this is what I did so I found out that um this makeup is not made for me and uh very very clearly i I, I illustrated that. I also um uh and I wouldn't
1: know that cuz most makeup's uh, yeah, are yeah I for wouldn't me.
2: know that because most makeups are made for me. So in this very small moment, I realize what it's like to be a black person. No. <laughs> You're like absolutely not. Rick, I, I just
1: no. I think you'd be like yo, I was, I was insensitive. Miley, you and David, I was a girl.
2: <laughs> I was insen- Listen y'all, I was an in insensitive little shit. Like self-deprecating humor. <laughs> I was insensitive little shit. Um, my ignorant might have hurt this company, but honestly, it didn't do much because I only have 30,000 followers. And uh, my most viral... No, moment-
1: don't try to minimize the damage that was done. No. Uh,
2: dang, I'm, Kev- I'm a terrible uh, at apology.
1: You are. Kev- Kevin has... Sim- Simply Kevin... Oh, yeah, he does have 25.9K followers. This, this apology has a million views. Then he took the video... De- and, and some people have listened to this, and they're like, I mean, come on, like, he's... He doesn't have that many followers, so he's going to make mistakes. Because here's the thing. If you are creating in the space long enough, you're going to make some mistakes. Yeah. It just depends. There's a checks and balance of did your mistake, was it so insanely ignorant? Or did you say something that you're like, nope, I intentionally made this Baby slave joke, I'll call myself... And I am not apologizing for this. Like, yeah, double,
2: yeah, double so, down. So you can like, choose to
1: do whatever, but I don't think he, they, intentionally made this mistake.
2: No, he didn't. I think he so just... So when you make an unintentional product, mistake yeah. that has
1: impact, it, you got to own it, explain it, promise it.
2: Amber and I had a similar situation right before she showed me this video where I bought a product uh, used for cooking uh, and I, and... And Amber was like, "What the shit? What the fuck is this product?" I was like, "No, no, no. No, no. It's a very culturally used product." Right. And and she's like, "You know what? I'm glad you said it because if you go into that, be like, "What the hell is this?" you know? Right. It you you appear to be insensitive. Yes. And there's oh, there's we moments- want
1: to be I I think I posted on my Instagram story about it. Like I put stick like I put butter on the shopping list. Yeah, and I and bought we her. always ghee. buy sticks of butter. And then Ben bought this like s- s- Indian butter, yeah, 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 clarified butter, yeah. called ghee or something like that. Yeah, um, you're like, what is this? And <laughs> so it did. Like in the in the <laughs> in the same world of Kevin Lee, simple simple Lee Kevin. It took me aback because it's like I'm used to the sticks. You always bring the sticks in the house. So it took me aback that she you brought. You, when something, I bought it
2: different. When yeah. you bought
1: something different. Did I then get online nope. and be like Look what this stupid ass product <laughs> being bought No I got online and was like Okay y'all This is something that's not used to my my normal But I'm going to try it out Okay Because yeah. clearly Cultures of people use this product yeah, yeah. And it's sold in stores There has to be You know I, I have not experienced this yet So I want to experience this But when you get online And drag something That whole communities have been using for years You just sound crazy you do. Yeah. Okay, do you think you can learn how to own it, explain it, promise it? That The promise it, it is what it, is really important is for me personally. great.
2: I think I could tattoo that right on my belly. You should. Own it.
1: So let's say you said something effed up a couple nights ago. Not wildly racist, but like. You don't need to be saying that annoying kind of thing, right?
2: Uh, yeah, I'd be like, "Yo, that was that was not. There was a way I could have made my needs known without using sarcasm in that kind of way." Uh, so okay, own it. I that was that was fucked up, and um, you know, I uh, I apologize. I was, so own it. Explain it.
1: Explain it. This is what is key for me. Explain what you said and why it could have been hurtful.
2: Yeah, and then I would explain it, and then promise it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that again to you. I'll, I'll find a different way to explain when, when I feel like you're being um, particular about something or nitpicky. Yeah, that was lovely. Yeah, I can, I can do that. I can do that too. Because
1: what, 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 what needs help on my apologies? Is it the own it, the explain it, or the promise it?
2: Uh, you own it. I think owning something is really, really difficult for you because something that you will do is that you will do something in retaliation for a slight that I might have committed. And you're like, this retaliation was merited. Like I had to do something fucked up because you, you, you struck first type of thing. Mm-hmm. i be like, I didn't even know that I struck first, you yeah. know, like I, it sort of surprises me. So it's like, I'm going to teach him a lesson by being mean. And it's sort of fucked up. Uh, I think you're. Yeah, trying but it's like you slapped me in that. the face.
1: I slapped you in the face.
2: Right, but I didn't even know that you're. You that didn't know you slapped me in the slapped, face. But when I face. tell
1: you, like, yo, you slapped me in the face, you're like,
2: I'm like, wait, what? how <sighs> Here so, you go. I want my being slapped? Like that's what I you want do. details because I don't realize um, that I did I did a slapping. In the but face.
1: when I say that you slapped me in the face, and you tell me that like, in I don't that was a slap as much as it was it was a no. Thug.
2: I was like, I just I don't know how that was hurtful or something sometimes i don't know i was like oh yeah but
1: then i'm doing the explain it part that's supposed to be on you
2: well yeah because i don't understand what i did so i have to understand what i did wrong first you know and i right. think he understood like he was able to say something is like oh i realize this product was not made for me now i can apologize because if you don't know how it was hurtful. I'm like, okay, I could see how you see that. Well, what's
1: annoying, and we'll move on to the next segment very shortly. What's annoying is when you try to, and this is you or other people. Yeah. You said something fucked up. You said something not cool. You said something ignorant. And black person person of color tries to explain to you why what you said was messed up. And then you're countering with well, but that's not what I meant, so it's fine. And you're like, No. Yeah, but I this think was racial, the impact of your words. Racial
2: stuff is a little bit different because for most racial stuff I can be like, Oh yeah, I can see why that was insensitive, you know, or like unaware. I I think there are other things that I'll like defend. So um
1: Let's talk about the driving in the car real quick.
2: Drive yeah. I, I drive a little I drive a little like LA, everybody. We live in LA. Yeah, I gotta see, move around. This
1: is already you trying to Generalize. It's like, well, it's not everybody here drives that
5: way. I do. Ben
1: drives like a bat out of hell, and a she wants bit me of, to apologize. Like, for like for a maniac, driving. a little bit. When I'm in the car, when the baby's in the car, like that is just your default. But my and thing. I'll try to explain to you in the front seat. Like we need to <laughs> slow down. We we are. You're racing. To get to the I've, IMAX movie. So is it worth dying?
2: It's not. So I that's very difficult because I'm not convinced that I'm doing anything wrong. So what I did, because I'm tired of arguing over this, we've talked about this before, is like, I'm not gonna drive. If you if we're gonna go somewhere, I'm gonna let you drive. Because I feel like you are more comfortable with you driving.
1: Okay, but now recently this is my favorite part, right? we had a friend come in town we've had a few friends be in town and experiencing and experience your driving what was the consensus they're like slow down
2: but they they don't live in LA no <laughs>
1: it's like so so what but, but a minute ago you just said you were like I'm not convinced that I'm even doing that it's like okay so you ignore me somebody else tells you you ignore them
2: I sound it crazy could just be I sound you crazy right now
1: if more than me is saying it it's also you or you could say or you could say like you know what I don't think I'm driving crazy but our baby's in the car my family doesn't feel safe so let I'll me just, just
2: drive a little slower or whatever. right yeah
1: but you do this well well I can't even you, you drive because I'm like I'll drive but it should also mean when I am not in the car and you go somewhere wild by yourself. You also drive cautiously. Mm
2: -hmm. I do. Yeah.
1: But you give me the, the, um, you give me the indication that you're like, well, I'll switch it up for you. But like the minute you get out, I'm gonna go back to my, like you don't have integrity is what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. Do you plan to drive more cautiously? Are you going to, promise it well we we ain't even gonna own it with that can you own it at least I'll wait for the other two
2: own that I drive a little unsafe yeah yeah I probably do
1: okay we're at a own it explain it
2: uh I I drive uh a lot and I'm always rushing to get to places that's fair and I'm going to give myself more time to get to places so that I'm not rushing. Promise it. I promise I'm going to take my time. Driving. Driving. Yeah.
1: So let's create a world where we're, we're still in a rush. What what you going to do?
2: I'm, baby, you're going to have to drive.
1: Deal. I'll take it. Let's I, do that. I, I feel that.
2: oh man, the rush. Yeah. If we
1: are in a rush because we it's didn't plan habit. well, I'll drive. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. It scares me for when we're in a rush and you got to go somewhere by yourself with Wild. but
2: I'll Uber. Oh with Wild. With Wild, I'm never really rushing. Even if I'll I'll just show up to class late. I'm okay
1: simply me. untrue. But it's time to move on to the next. Oh, well, I guess that covers a little bit of our second, our second conversation. Our second segment of the show is called Imperfect Parent. Imperfect Parent. Imperfect Parent. Okay, go on saying what you, you know, you know, I got to get my segment jingles. Now you go on saying what you were saying about Wow. So you're, so you're saying, okay, I think we're, I, I think we're actually getting to something deeper here. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm willing to go there you're saying that when you are typically going somewhere by yourself with wild you're not rushing
2: I don't feel rushed yeah like with you we have like we have to go see a show on time and the doors open at this time oh. and with you we have a dinner reservation and they only hold it for 15 minutes with you it's a movie and the movie plays and we don't have to get there within 15 minutes. Uh, there's a party we got to get to a party, a party like a, and a, f- a special event like, um mm-hmm. you know, a red carpet event, blah, blah, blah. So with you, we're generally or for us, right. even our times are we have recording times to, for a studio or we have a photo shoot or we have to run um, yeah. practice or, or you have to get to a lesson, a music lesson. You only have a 30 minute music lesson, hour music lesson. So any of that generally we have much more restrictive time constraints. Where a lot of the events I take wild to, like, people are, like, trickling in 20 15 minutes. The first 15 minutes, like, it's, like, free play for gymnastics. Or even the library, people, you know, trickle in for story time, et cetera. So I'm way more chiller with her.
1: I got you. So I think I think I heard you. I'm, I'm glad you clarified because I feel like I heard you saying something else. It's like I heard you say, like, well, when you got to get ready, we're we'll always waiting on you. Uh, Which is why we're late, me. I don't, I
2: don't know if that's true. You do take great. longer.
1: I do take longer. Great. I don't mind. I I think a fair compromise is if we are rushing, I can drive.
2: I would love that. Thank you. I can do that. Yeah. What's this parent thing you got going?
1: Oh, this is exciting. So, um, as we, <laughs> this is exciting. I mean, exciting is relative. Uh, this is uh, this, this is, is, the is best actually news. super exciting. Super Bowl. Um. Wild is growing up. She's becoming more independent. So I'm just trying to, so exhilarating. And so what I'm trying to do is uh, I've been really doing a lot of research on independence. Because this is a critical stage where she needs to feel independent. And, like, I just want to urge parents at home who also have toddlers, like, this is the day where they got to just, like, even if it means they're going to be a little bit tacky, like, let them pick out the shirt. Oh yeah, Energy. choice. Yes. So yeah. um I was looking up some ways that like that would really help her have more opportunities to be independent. Self feeding is a big one. Oh yeah, yeah. Um I know that it, she's yep. yeah, I know that she's Using already getting utensils. a lot better with her utensils, but it is so mm-hmm. easy for me, especially if we're in a hurry, to just be like, let me just do it. Like let me just do it so I can then I can quickly clean up after you do yeah. it. Let me and she's like she kinda lingers with it too.
2: I'm waiting rocking back and forth just yeah and I'm like all done she's like
1: no and I'm like Uh, okay so I just need to start crafting out time for like like every meal needs to be self-feeding like I need to just break it apart and just let her play around with it whereas now I'm kind of just like no just try everything but it's it's weird for me with the self-feeding when I'm like you're not even trying it like just try it Mm -hmm. um but it's a choice um Offer the choices, juice or milk. Like Anytime we can give water. her a choice, we need to give it to her. <laughs> or water. Uh, it, uh, another uh, juice piece uh, of advice I saw that is I, like- I, I hate juice. She needs to help out with household chores.
2: Mm, putting dishes away. Yes, she, she loves can, she feeding can put her, Gucci. She, loves she can like, put
1: her clothes in yeah. the hamper. She mm-hmm. can help with dog walks. She can help yep. with dog feeds. So any household chores. She loves helping me load the dishwasher, and then she likes putting a
2: little- um, the little pods in. The little pod in. Um, another thing. like four thing, or five in. Oh, God.
1: What really, f- you do this well because you do the majority of the cooking, but one thing, it was just saying like, set them up their own little kitchen counter space uh, yeah. and give them a task. Cool, like cool. Like tearing lettuce, oh, yeah. breaking up uncooked pasta. I like that. Even if it's not a part of the meal. Just like
2: give them. Yeah. Oh, that's so smart. Right. Like give her like a few pasta things to like, oh, break yeah. Break apart,
1: break apart. Yeah, yeah. because like. Again, I'm like, I don't want you right by the stove. Like, this morning, her and I were making some oatmeal, and she's like, like, I'm like, help me pour the oats in it. But it's mostly just me doing it. Yeah. And I could just tell she wanted, like, her own pot to do something mm, in separately. Okay. So, like, maybe next time I can just, like, put some almonds in a pot and just let her, like, yeah, spin them like off to the it. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a bad idea. She just okay. wants to feel like she's cooking in the kitchen.
2: Yeah. I love that. Right? Um, this is great parenting
1: advice. I, I looked this up. Okay,
2: so, sign off on the YouTube comments. Did your parents do this with you? This is great for those who don't have kids, and also for those who don't have kids. This this is a, does this sound like a lot of work? Because it is.
1: Yeah, or like when it comes to those stairs, just let her walk. Don't just pick let her, her, up. her walk. Just let her walk down let the stairs. Up, up and and also, oh, this, I do this with her every night, every single night. When it when it's my night to put her down, so I want us to get on the same page with this. Every night, I I read the books. I do a daily recap with her. We don't have to do the same thing, but I'm like, what did we do today? What'd you do with dad? Godzilla. Like I try to just do like a little bit of like, what was today's agenda? And then before we turn off the lights, I let her count down the three, two, one.
2: Oh, that's great. You know, I like that. i also saying good night. Yes. Like
1: mommy is about to turn off the lights. Can you do the count? One, two, light off. Because she's not as mad. But when I just yeah. turn off myself, she's like
2: yeah, the, the rhythm, yeah. The rhythm, you know, the prediction, like telling her, like, every time I leave the house, I'm saying, hey, I'm leaving now, wild, goodbye, give her right. a kiss. Like, I just don't walk out of the house. <laughs> I try to do that. I should start doing that with you, too. I
1: would love that. Because you know when I leave a home, I think that's why we got into it the other day. Because you said you were going to do it, but then when it happened, oh. you, like this, because th- let me let me do an example of me leaving the house. Uh baby I'm headed out I love you bye yeah let me do you leaving the house (laughs) you see the difference so even though you're like I just told you that I was leaving the house I'm like I know but I I just grew up in one of those households where you didn't just come and go as you please like if you're on your way home you're five minute ETA and if every time my mother left that house she was like I love y'all because I don't know maybe in this really morbid way she's like if this is the last time I talk to my family like I want them to have heard me say I love you Mm -hmm. so sometimes when you just leave I'm like did Ben leave like even (laughs) today Jason was like it's been here I was like I don't know and I was like I don't like that I just sometimes need to be like hey Amber I'm headed out love you bye
2: Uh uh-huh
1: you know I do that on the phone too I'd be like all right you're at the grocery store I love you click <laughs> uh, he I did. mean, because I'm, don't let me, don't let I'm you, probably, be, don't let you be on speaker with a friend of mine nearby. I'm like, all right, baby, I'm so grateful you went to the grocery grocery store. I love you. Yeah,
2: bye. Click. Well, usually in the my mind I is all over the fucking place, man. I'm usually thinking about a story or a movie we're gonna watch or some shit I gotta do. That's fair. And so if I'm pushing the stroller and lately I've been taking Wild to the grocery store, she's in the grocery store with me. And when you called me. She was getting a little antsy. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Bye. Like, I'm, I'm trying to move and go well, about the, doing okay, things. Okay. If
1: you only have two seconds, can the salutation be "love you"? Yeah, and I could not do bye? that. Yeah. Because then it's clear.
2: Yes, I can do "love you." Love you. I could, I could. If do that. you just said
1: "love," bye. <laughs> love,
2: bye. Love, click. Oh, uh, even that would great. Yes, the argument. I said, oh. I told Amber, I'm like, hey, I'm going to, uh, after we eat, I'm going to go do this errand. And I waited a little bit longer, but um, I leave after we eat. But I was downstairs for a little bit doing some stuff. Then I leave. But I don't tell her the moment I leave the home. Yeah,
1: he lingered for like two hours, though.
2: Maybe. I don't remember. But for me, like if you're like, I'm, at you're some point like today you need to tell me same. every time you leave the house. And I was like, that just felt a little bit too much. But now looking back, I think you do the same thing to me. Right. But I don't really need to know, especially if you already told me like I'm going to go to do to to right. do these things, you know.
1: Well, what's frustrating is sometimes you'll say you're about to work on a task and you don't. You'll linger working on the task and then when I actually need you to help me out with something else, I'm you're like, oh, "No, now, I got to go now, to the store." I'm like, I
2: gotta do this thing."
1: You told me you were going to the store 2 hours ago.
2: I know, I got uh, caught up in um, reading. So no, a book so that was the go
1: to the store time. You squandered it. I have so now to, you got to else.
2: motivate myself to get up and, and move about. It's hard. My brain gets distracted. That I love you is going to
1: hold you accountable.
2: I love you. Yep.
1: You want to move on to the next segment? Yeah. talking about love. Yeah. Bottom line of this, the conclusion of this segment is, you know, let your littles be independent because also, also they can do way everything. more than you think. They can do Ex- so much more than you
2: think. Yeah. Do. And they can listen to everything. Explain literally everything. Also to your littles and to your partner. Because sometimes your partner is a little, like a little brain. Like little, I get distracted. <laughs> He got, he got a little brother. You compared me to Wild today. I was like, that's offensive. What did I say? Uh, I forgot. You're like, you're like, Wild when um, she says sorry. You don't really mean it. <laughs> like, I, I was like, damn. It was, here's the thing. I, true, I say, true, I will say,
1: true. I said to you, I said, when you apologize to me, it's like, Wild. You ain't really sorry for what you did. You just got to say it as a courtesy. You don't know. Like, Wild to do something wrong. Right. I'm like, Say sorry. She's like, Sorry. And then she'll do it again. I'm like, You're not understanding.
2: No, Wilde is starting to feel shame. She'll put her head down. She her. will. She Sorry. will. I don't feel shame. I, I, I don't want her to feel sh- No one should feel shame for anything. They should so feel we remorse. We got to bring back some shame. Remorse and shame are separate. Being like, hey, that wasn't
1: cool. If you did something fucked up, you should feel ashamed.
2: No, I, I don't think I, I don't get embarrassed as well. And Amber gets embarrassed. It's so funny. Over like, where we, we, we were trying to walk around, hand out flyers for our show. So come see our show in Highland Park. Well, they're tonight. at it now. They're at tonight. it tonight. It's not so sold out. So we were, like talking to people. It's sold out. Sold out. And Amber's like, just I see her at one point. I'm pushing the stroller and I'm getting us some food. And I see Amber just standing awkwardly, like, you know, on the street. I was like,
1: I talked to some people, but they didn't want to be filmed. So yeah, I was yeah. trying to you, like man on the street style interviews. So, so and they were like, we'd love to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, can I record me asking y'all some questions? They're like, no. I was
2: like, damn. I'm like, hmm, totally, totally I guess I'll fine. Just keep
1: asking the questions.
2: So I, I would. And then I'm like, you know what, Amber, can you watch the baby? And I just go into like every store. I'm like, hey, can I put this up here? Hey, I have a show coming up. Like talking to the, to the people yeah, waiting to get for anybody the to do questions on K-H-E. I didn't have anybody like to film. You had someone filming you and you had like a microphone. So I just walked around really quickly to try to get as much stuff set up as possible. And I just talked, I just went up to everyone, everyone right. I saw. I, like, did not care. Where Amber's like, is this the kind of person who would like my kind of show? I was like, who fucking cares? Like, just get the word out every single way. Um, I'm a little bit, like, throw to the caution to yeah, the Yeah,
1: and word. I'm like, oh, this this is my target audience.
2: Yeah. I'm like, you don't, sometimes the way someone looks doesn't always imply their target audience. That's very true. But, like, there are certain key giveaways where I'm like I'm not gonna talk to this like couple walking with like a you know a walker walker. no you
1: will still do that probably Ben will literally go up to you if you have like airpods in and you're clearly you're clearly like in a hurry and Ben's like like, hey hey and and like like, the bus you're
2: trying to catch is literally going down I'm like in your way yeah I'll still try to talk to you
1: that is so you let's kick it to the next segment the next segment of our show the next segment of our show is called the I do's and don'ts of relationships
3: I do I do I do I do. I do, I do, I do, I do. I think we
1: had a full therapy session earlier in the show, right? The apologies,
2: yeah. learning how to apologize, and learning how to leave the house. You found out that I don't apologize to the black and brown community if I were to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: you're gonna make I so would many apologize. Mistakes.
1: All right, let's talk a little bit about friendships. If you would like advice from our show, call one eight three fotw 311 We will listen to your voicemail, and you might end up on the show. So here's our next caller.
3: Hi, Amber and Ben. Thank you so much. Um, I literally love the podcast. Love you all. I just have questions about, I guess you could say friendship. How do you know when a friendship has reached its expiration date? I have a friend that we met while my husband and I were stationed in our first duty station. And then she just had a very toxic relationship that I tried to, you know, help out with and things like that. And we've since, you know, moved away. And like, she still calls me with all her relationship drama because she's still dealing with the guy. She's 25 and she's been dealing with this guy since she was 16. They have three kids together. And honestly, it's just draining. Like, I don't know because, like, I never had to deal with that. I'm not really sure how to go about it. Like, I try my best to give her advice, but it's just very toxic. Like, how do you let somebody know that your friendship has reached reached its expiration date?
2: The way I did it actually was saying, like, hey, I don't want to be around you anymore because I don't like the way you're talking to me. That's literally what I said to somebody once. And I haven't talked to that person for over two years.
1: Yeah. I wasn't and pregnant.
2: They were like in got- my wedding and they got married. And I, I just was like, I can't do this.
1: <laughs> I want to be clear. This person had a full blow up with being on the street. And yeah. that was his response. So, so, you didn't initiate this conversation. I didn't.
2: She was yeah. doing too much. I was like. And I was referring to that specific day. I was like, no, I don't want to be around you this specific day. But yeah, then, you're right. but then after that day left, I was like, actually, I, I don't want to be around anybody who would talk to me like that. You're right. Um, and good for you. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't. I've not really done that. Um, there. Yeah, I think for me, I just, I just ghost people. Yeah. So in this case, like, if she kept on trying to call you, I would maybe block her number especially well, if you don't live near each other anymore. And that's not great yeah. advice, but it's the easiest <laughs> thing to do.
1: Yeah. I definitely think that I definitely believe that there are certain friendships that serve us for certain periods of our lives. There at one point in my life, a studio apartment served me. That is not today. I need some space. Baby, family, I need some space. That doesn't mean that that studio isn't great and doesn't work for some people. It just doesn't serve me in my life where I am today. That's the one. The two is, is the major problem with this friendship that she is the conversation hog, that she every time she's calling, she's never checking in on you. She's very self-absorbed. She's only calling you when she has man problems, doesn't ask how you're doing, doesn't acknowledge what's going on in your life. If she only is calling and using you as a therapist... Then I definitely, but you still maybe want to keep the friendship past that part. Like if the worst part of the friendship is that she's always calling and complaining about her man. I would just say off the top, I would say like, girl, I love you. I want to check in with you. You are not allowed to talk about your man because we've been down that road. That might be her whole
2: identity though. Yes. Now she's like,
1: no, I got to say this one thing. Just be like, nope, I'm not. I don't want to talk about your man, y'all's problems, because they've been the same problems you've been going through the last nine years, and and you you ain't leaving that man. So now proceed (laughs) with what you got to say.
2: Life is too stressful. And if she
1: clicks up, she hangs up, you got your answer.
2: Life is too stressful to be around people who bring their own stress all the time into the relationship, whether friendship or romantic relationship. There's got to be a point where you can just do fun shit with the people within your Area, yeah, like and just fun shit as terms of like, yo, we're just gonna talk about, I don't know, Family Guy or like Drag Race or something completely neutral that is basically there to make you laugh. I don't watch Family Guy, <laughs> um, I don't really watch Drag Race, but just something totally, yeah, like neutral and there to make you laugh or something. And if you can't right. do that,
4: you
1: know what I just thought about, Ben. Do you remember, okay, so we, um, I'm really involved in the like NPR moth community, which Mm -hmm. is like a storytelling format. I'm actually, uh, well, by the time this airs, I would have gone to Cincinnati to host two moth shows. Really love the storytelling. One night, Ben and I went to the Moth L.A. show and we saw about 10 storytellers. And this one woman got on stage and told this story about some longtime friends of hers and how now that those friends have kids, they barely prioritize her. They don't come to any of her events anymore, whatever. And the moral of this story and something some some events later happened where. Uh, In this story, they had, like, uh, some friend of theirs in the friend group group passed away, and they reconnected at this funeral. Um, But the moral of her story was, like, you know, I just got to be patient with my friends that have kids.
2: And (laughs) and to that, I say, fuck that.
1: (laughs) You can be kind and understanding, but, like, there is no—and call me a spoiled brat, but I also don't live in the same state or city as our family members, like, I make time, and I'm telling you honestly, your friends with kids make time for and prioritize the things that they want to go to. I personally, if you ever hear me say, girl, I can't come, you know, I got to watch Wild, I likely just don't want to come. I'm gonna be honest with you. Because I go to shit you, I want to go to. We have friends to.
2: who babysit wild. But having a I baby is wild. a great
1: out. It's such a great out. Yeah. And it's not fair. Like if your friend is constantly inviting you your If your child free friend is constantly inviting you and you are just like, girl, I got child, girl, I got child, you. you are making excuses and you are a bad friend. And it depends. Like, I obviously, like, I'm not talking, you know, you know the internet loves to be like, but what about if my child has special needs? Of course I'm not talking about like extreme. What if I
2: don't have enough money to what if I don't, don't have enough sitter. money? Then you come but over in here, this, girl. Yeah, in yeah. This specific situation, it was two it was two of them. And one of them could have like gone easily and hung out with her, as the other one watched the kids. Like, come on. Right. If right. people want to hang out with you, and uh, they'll make the time. In this case, it sounds like you don't want to hang out with this person. Stop giving her the time.
1: Or you know what I recently realized about a specific friend? I looked at all of the messages that we had been sending each other you know the past couple months or so and all of the messages gr- all of the message greetings from her are only about her and what's going on in her life mm. which recently revealed to me like i need to fall back a little bit yeah like and not that you got to ask like how's been how's wild but every single time you're only saying like girl i got this new job girl i met this new man girl i'm, I'm making this new t-shirt and i'm what's, like
2: what's up with you
1: yeah, I'm like, cool shirt. And then she would fully, ign- like, wouldn't even say anything. I was like, you're kind of a narcissist. Like, like when I check yeah. in on my friends, I'll be like, I might say something like, just left recording the pod with Ben. How are you? It's been super busy. I'm sorry I haven't gotten a chance to catch up, but how yeah. are you? I wouldn't be like, we recorded a new pod episode. You didn't listen? It's like, no. Yeah. My closest I, friends do not listen to this I show.
2: Hope none of my friends listen to this show. Some of my friends listen I'm to the kidding.
1: show. But, like. If they, if they did it, I would never be like, oh, you're not listening. It's like, <laughs> girl, what? Like, no, I got other stuff going or family members. Or I just whatever. hope
2: my friends don't listen to the show because I'm probably talking about them.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, I'm just, I, I just hate when people get online. And they're like, my my own friends and family don't support my business. It's like, do they not support the business or are they just a little bit busy? Like, yeah, are they busy with their busy. own lives? Like, they don't have to stop everything that they're doing, but I I task you to to tell this friend to call you and and off the top say let me tell you what we're not talking about today you're, you're cheating ass yeah. man of the last 9 years now go and if she's like i ain't got nothing to talk about
2: yeah that
1: was the whole friendship
2: boom moving on next caller boom
1: oh my god yes we do have another caller i'm sorry baby now i'm being like the other person uh we got a toddler mom you ready yeah trying to keep my arm low because my pits are definitely not shaved and they're gnarly.
5: All right. This is take number two. Cause that first one I got, I got a little too lengthy with it. So basically my question or my, my little story um, is that I'm a stay at home mom with a 15 month old and her dad, my partner goes to work full time during the week while I'm home with the baby And um, I just, I don't understand how to handle the shift in the dynamic now. You know, almost a year and a half into this, and it's still mind-boggling to me that his full-time work week, in his mind, feels equivalent to the 24-7 on-call job that I now have as the stay-at-home parent full-time caretaker and multifaceted homemaker. Um I just got finished gluing some random stuff back on in the bathroom and like basically being an amateur plumber while also watching the baby and like walking the dog and the it today was a hard day. Um I don't know. I don't know how you you all handle it. It's so refreshing to see you both work so well together. Um, And, yeah, I don't know. How do I navigate this new part of our relationship, parenthood with a toddler? All right. I love you guys. You guys are
0: great. Okay, bye. All
2: right, so he needs to understand that you are working harder than him.
0: 100%.
2: And how do you get someone to do that? Because our society does not value... Stay at home moms, and the way that we value someone going out and working for a business because we don't provide income mm-hmm. for stay at home moms, right? Except we cannot have a society unless stay at home moms exist, correct? Right? Who's going to raise the children? So, how do you get there? And the way you get there is through.
1: I am gonna go after you because I had I, I I remember the day that
2: I got there. Go.
3: No,
1: I, I don't want to. No, go.
2: You. Yeah, how do you get there? That. so
1: when Ben and I first moved to LA he was fully the this was before we had like some support now we have some support in the form of like nannies we've met babysitters we were a little bit more established here now so we can like rely on people to help out with wild but obviously when we first moved here we didn't really have anybody and um Ben was the primary caretaker of wild like stay at home dad from meals obviously you still cook the majority of our meals now but um he was doing everything for a while, while I like was answering emails and making videos and editing and, and hosting amp show and all and, and, ho- and going Amazon Music Live and just we, we were thrown right into the L.A. world. And one day I kind of had a little bit of a day off. So I, we switched roles for a day. Like it was like, I'm going to, I was like, I want Ben to just sleep in. I'm going to take Wild to Swim lessons by myself. I'm going to take her out and get lunch. It's just going to be me and her. And I almost had like a full breakdown because it was so hard to do. It was so hard to do, to just do all of that. And I felt shitty because I'm like, I, I remember I called you coming home from swim and I was like, it just took me like two hours to get together for this 30-minute swim lesson. And I just, I I, I remember I was like, I had had no idea. I was like, I had no idea how incredibly challenging this was to pack this bag, to get these wet clothes off of me, to get these wet clothes off of her. I forgot a shoe at home. Got to go out while I go to Target, buy some shoes. Like, just little, little things that Ben was, like, very well trained at. And that's when I realized, like, the days that Ben has wild are, he, it's harder. Mm-hmm. Like it just is harder. Sure. The it's work draining. that I'm doing earns the most money and, and you help with that work as well. But like uh, being with a, a small child all day is the hardest job <laughs> in the world. Like I think I can confidently say
2: I. Yeah, that would be interesting as almost an experiment for this couple. If to, I don't know how, how the income ratio looks like, but if you were to be like, hey, husband, how about next year? You watch the kid. And I go and go back to my old job.
1: Maybe not even for a full year, but just like, hey, this whole weekend, I'm going to go out of town. You're going to watch yeah. the baby. I'm going to just take myself to the spa. I'm going to read. Yeah. Here's what hotel I'm going to be at. I'm just going to for a full three day weekend. I'm going to spoil myself.
2: Yeah. Maybe and you're going
1: to watch the baby. I think- and I promise you that would ter- even if you're not going to a hotel, go to a friend's house, hide somewhere. That that was the big unlock for me.
2: Yeah, I think there's really great books that explore this. Fed up was has been a book that we've mentioned on here before that mm-hmm. talks about the role that a lot of um, stay-at-home moms have to go through, and how fathers get to just, you know, go to work, come back, sort of chill. You know, their forty-hour work week, and uh, I think that's a great book. There, I know there are like dad influencers that explore this kind of stuff as well. Um, but yeah, working, I you know have have them listen to our podcast. Like, ha- have him listen to Amber's story. It's harder. <laughs> yeah. And you'd
1: assume, like, well, you're her mother. Like, I'm sure you, like, loved that day y'all spent together. Like, it was I've hell. Been,
2: I think it's so funny because there there's earth. so many memes of, like, the dad coming back from working an eight-hour day and just sitting down and, like, feet up and getting to, like, drink a beer or whatever. Yeah, and that was the and easiest thing. Like, you were now, fucking around on the key, on the day, computer keys. Yeah.
1: Like, you have to be... Like, there are some jobs that just require... I was, talk- I was talking to my um, hair braiding stylist about this one time because I was like, no, you have to be in the zone for eight hours straight, like, with your hands. Like, every braid has to look like the last one. I was like, I can't think of a single job besides parenting that requires you, like, you have to pay attention. And sure, Wild's getting to an age where she can kind of play around her room for a little bit. Yeah, but independent like independent play. But at work, if you go into work, you can kind of... Check out of a meeting mentally. You can fool around on the keys. You go take your lunch Except break. Except for teaching,
2: yeah. Except but, for teaching, but yeah.
1: but some jobs you really can, like corporate America jobs. All my friends who work in corporate America, I'm like, are you on the phone? Or with me even right
2: doctors, even doctors. I think the doctor when they they talk to me about five minutes and then they move on to the next next thing. patient. I was like, you didn't spend any emotional time with me. You didn't really give me any great information. It's super, like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, emotional time.
1: Even a therapist can kind of like zone out yeah. and be like, and how does that make you feel? Because mm-hmm. they're mostly just like, let you talk. I'd say so. I'm not, de- I'm not trying what to say these the jobs are not important.
2: Reversed.
1: It's supposed to be like, wish we could switch up the roles.
2: Yeah, that's the. the what song Beyonce. is that? Beyonce. What if I. Oh, it's Sierra, the Sierra one. Better. Yeah, sorry. No, I no. always, I forgot. They sort of came out around the same time. I were a boy. Oh, yeah. If I were were a boy. All right. Let's talk about something um, a little bit less funny. (laughs) The next segment
1: of our show is called Shelfie. (laughs) The vibe is going to change a little bit because we're working our way through all the Oscar noms. And so the other night we went to see Zone of Interest. Ben, I'll let you take it from here. uh,
2: Yes. For those who don't know, Zone of Interest is a Holocaust film without ever showing the Holocaust. It is unlike, you know, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas or Schindler's List. It is all um, done through suggestion. And it follows the historical figure, Haas, um, and his wife, uh, Hedwig, and their home right outside Auschwitz. And it was a absolutely chilling film. Um, I I wrote a a couple of quotes there, but uh, Mm -hmm. the director of the film writes that I wanted to make a movie that didn't show like these SSS officers as monsters, but as like normal, everyday Mr. and Mrs. Smith who live at, you know, number 22 with they have, sh- they have a garden. They have gardens garden. just
1: desensitized. You can hear, like, screams in the back yeah. and see billows and clouds of it's smoke, the- which we all know what they're coming from. And it's just like, how are these people just living in this? And the film does a really good job, I'm sorry I cut you off, Yeah, of showing...
2: Thank you what, for your apology.
1: For, for making you think about... The film does a really good job of making you think about what are all of the atrocities we're just living next to every single day like homelessness, homelessness and yep. this entire genocide it's just like what are the things it's just like
2: the this just systematic right killing of palestinians throughout the gaza strip yeah and and just the fact that we're like oh israel yep they experienced the holocaust but so therefore it's okay for them to like you know live create this apartheid state you know, where some people can drive on certain roads and other people can't. And the U.S. is like, yeah, we're, we, we're a country that loves freedom of religion, except we're supporting a religious ethno-state. You know, yeah. it's, just a, it's just a very even strange that, even world. Even
1: simply, like, you could just live, like, if you lived near a, uh, a, a state prison or something, you're just yeah. like, this I mean, is right over the, there. Yeah. Like, like, as far as, uh, I'm not saying that that is not important. I'm just saying, like, as far as like the close proximity of it it's just chilling to see these yeah. long scenes of like, like right pa- like they're having a cookout and you hear the screaming you're like what how can y'all just live like this like right next to this and you're yeah. causing this
2: the the movie in many ways uh was very i found it felt like a horror film yeah because you do you're hearing these screams and there's this one point where You know how like dads every night they like turn off all the lights Mm -hmm. and there's this long scene where the father systematically like turns off all the lights, closes the doors and you hear like the sound of the factories that are like burning 2000 people every day, um, killing just systematically. And as he's systematically turning off the lights, it's this very like father tender moment. But at one point he turns on the light and he sees his daughter, just like, like almost like a jump scare because they can't sleep.
4: Yeah, they can't like
2: they, like you're you And next the mother thinks
1: this. these kids are like my kids are happy and yeah, healthy. It's happy. like your kids are upstairs counting teeth.
2: Yeah, like literally, they're not they find healthy teeth. and happy. It's such a it's it's so suggestive and awful. Uh, I, I'll I'll talk about the ending for a second where yeah, Jonathan Glazer is. Um, known for another film that Amber and I watched called Under the Skin, which is this very Mm -hmm. scary, like, haunting movie with Scarlett Johansson, who plays an alien who basically, like, consumes men in this really horrific manner and uh, using, like, her sexuality. And uh, this film plays with some of those elements Mm -hmm. of fantastical. But there's this one moment where... Haas, the main the guy, the actual Auschwitz organizer, he looks into the distance and the movie jumps forward to present day where people are cleaning Auschwitz museum, where there you can see the shoes, you can see the the artifacts of this place. And it's almost as if for a moment like he saw the future. Mm And I started to realize, like, oh, yeah, Haas at one point saw that this was going to be his legacy. He that thought was it was going to be yeah. a positive legacy yeah. because he's very happy at one point that he's put in charge of this job for deporting all the Hungarian Jews and then killing all of them. And so he's excited about doing that. And uh, I realized that this movie plays with that that idea of legacy and this idea yeah. of... Um, like pride at one point he talks about he's like at a party and in the movie is uh there's like hidden cameras like literally they use hidden cameras to film part of it throughout the house Mm. like people walking in and out it feels
1: that way it feels like you're dropped right into i will say if you're going to watch it there's no big plot rising action it's like the movie it, it, it almost feels like this is horrible but like a live stream like if you're watching somebody on live but they're not looking at you, they're just doing a task in their home. It feels like that. It's like oh, what's going on in this live? Somebody's just doing somebody's hair. That's it. Like so you're just you're watching someone's life from many different camera angles but they're not there to do something for you like you're just observing cuz i remember <laughs> in a strange turn of events i had to like pee when we went into the film so i remember thinking like okay i'm oh, going to hold wall. my pee because like i don't want to miss a big moment or whatever and it got to like an hour and 20 in the film i was like, like i don't whole think, thing i don't think a wall. big a big moment isn't coming like it's just going to be a, a pretty much like a plateau as far as like how he, how the plot is happening like there is no plot
2: the the fascinating thing about this is that the way the holocaust was run wasn't this like this large dramatic experience, it was like corporate errand energy world. There's a, right. a comedian Lisa Beasley does this corporate errand yeah. of like, let's, you know, let's circle back to that. So when they talk about constructing the gas chambers, they talk about it in a using like modern corporate language. Yeah, it's like
1: we're hitting our quarterly goals. We're hitting it's our like-
2: quarterly goals. And it's like, and this will um, be they even use the terms of like let's maximize effectiveness. And it's applying all this corporate language to one of the worst atrocities ever committed and probably in, you know, in modern, um, I guess, modern history. And you're just, you're watching this and you're, you end up like drawing all these comparisons to even in a lesser extent, but even how companies... Capitalistic companies will move their products, or be like, "Well, we can have 15 year olds make these in sweatshops mm-hmm. for cheaper." You know, there's this banality, and even the term "banality of evil" was Banal, a term, yeah. Term that came at that yeah, point. It was
1: monotonous, yeah. Yeah,
2: like, it, and also Haas. There are these moments where people were laughing because it's so mundane, very mundane. Like he's having, uh, for example, what was that that line where I didn't, I didn't laugh at all. I didn't find the f- these moments that are played for laughs. It's about the wife when she the, was Yeah, she's like The wife
1: is like talking to her mom, obviously like they live pretty well but right outside of these all these atrocities that they are causing. Yeah. And so the the wife's mom comes to visit and's like, "Look at my garden or whatever." And the the I guess her mother is like, oh, "I'm just so proud of you." Like, Yeah, you've done and, well and, for yourself. And in the way that a mother would say to you, you know, I'm coming home from LA, my mom's like, "I'm just so proud of the work that you're doing." I'm like, and at one point, the wife says, like, I mean, around here, they basically call me, like, the queen of Auschwitz. Yeah. I'm like, not real housewife of Auschwitz, bitch. Like, they- <laughs> you are out of your mind.
2: And they start laughing and, I, I, and watching it. Like you're the just audience, so, you mean? Yeah, some people in the audience laugh. We were, cause because we were
1: just so shocked. We're like... We're like
2: that's because that's how it was like Schindler's list when you watch Schindler's list there's this moving score and there's this like dreading sadness and you know what's gonna happen where this film there's dissonant sounds um, which he Jonathan Glazier uses pretty frequently just like boom, like almost electronic yeah. sounds uh, something you would hear in a science fiction film like yep. and and that makes it so much more haunting. In a way that these people didn't see this operation as like evil, and at one point I was reading um, because Haas, right before he was killed, he was actually one of the f- he was the first officer to admit that he was what he did was wrong, and actually explained what they were doing. He breaks it down, and he said, "I wanted to create gas chambers because I knew shooting the shooting children and." people would be too much for his for his soldiers so he knew the price of it would it would cost so he's like not only did i wanted to make it more efficient but i knew the psychological toll it would take
1: i can't i can't stomach this anymore yeah it was just
2: like so there's this level of like no almost like sympathy like he has this sympathy this like sick twisted sympathy for his officers and knowing that like what
1: and humanizing them and and
2: humanizing them and recognizing what they would be doing was so awful, so I had to figure a different way oh, how to God. do it. And you're like, yeah. Yes. And they, like, there's these... Yeah. This movie is probably going to be talked about and, like, shown forever and ever. Yeah, it's,
1: it's a good film study. Uh, like, like it's, it's a one-time watch, but it's great to study, like, cinema, I would say.
2: Yeah, and I... I don't know. He Jonathan Glacier makes this point that he says the the level of evil um that this man does is possible for many humans. Like this can happen again. Oh, of
1: course. That that's what and, the real the big bad is. Like
2: And that's like that leaves you with the little like th- thing yeah. in your throat when you leave. You're like, "Oh, this could easily happen again." You know? Yeah.
1: I was talking to, um, you know, my, our our friend Gabe came over the other day and, and he was just talking about, maybe it was in a movie or something, but like one line that the Joker famously says, it's like, the, to Batman, it's like the difference between you and me is like one bad day. Like, yeah. I've just had more bad days than you, but like yeah. you have the capacity to have this many bad days. Like, yep. and so we look at, homeless people or any situation and you're just like look at them they're not working they're not trying whatever it's like no one bad day separated like me having a home and you not having one
2: I like, think and a lot of a lot people of would be like oh my indifference to a homeless person is not comparable to like a Nazi's action but I think Jonathan Glazier is making a point that no there's there's a parallel right. to be drawn yeah yeah of course from here and and that I think that leaves you I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, like people will go and be like, hey, maybe we should vote for people that would provide affordable housing. Maybe we should vote for people who's going to provide sanctuaries to um, to help with drug drug addiction. Maybe we stop criminalizing, you know, right now we're literally thinking right now to criminalize homelessness right now. The Supreme Court is hearing a case about Portland who wants to criminalize in, in Oregon I believe um, to criminalize homelessness like and so i think this movie it's going to ha- it's going to make you think it's going to make you very very uncomfortable um i i think it's one of the best movies i've watched i i still think about it there's this like scene yeah
1: you can barely sleep at night i mean yeah. we shouldn't sleep at night yep yeah, that that was the point yeah
2: i, I you, you know there's like this a lot of this nazi films they think about like they fantasize like going around and killing nazis so inglorious bastards plays with that fantasy there's a tv show about these like action people going around hunting nazis this film doesn't make you like want to kill every single like nazi (laughs) like i don't know i don't i don't think that was his point i don't think he wanted you You to like leave it doesn't make
1: you sympathize with them no
2: i I don't think sympathize but i think it makes you you leave the film being like, "Oh, humans! We we humans have a potential of doing atrocious things." Right, right. I don't know.
1: Well, the closing thought about yeah. Me, I'm just done. I'm we're... done. We can edit. We can
2: edit this shit out of this later. <laughs> sorry, Daniel.
1: No, you don't be sorry. I'm just
2: saying. Go go watch the film. Zone of Interest.
1: Yes, it's it's heavy, um, but necessary ready to get out of here
2: yeah what a weird note to end on
1: and i (laughs) you can't you wanted to stay there so i was like i'm just gonna let him talk i mean are we closing yeah okay thank you so much for listening to another episode of fly in the wild and podcast the show that makes you laugh but also makes you think uh appreciate y'all for sticking around and taking our recommendations for things what yeah. I'm trying to save
2: it. You're not yeah, even let me save it. Yeah, I'm going to let you save it. We laugh and think. Yeah, we did we make it. Yeah. I, I, I hope so.
1: I want to make us laugh and I want to make us think. And I think that's what we've always done Yeah, with our comedy. So get out of here. Here's your outro music. We love y'all. Go see the movie. Thank you so much. Bye. You know they're from TikTok because those laughs keep you coming because they're wild.
3: Listen to our silly anthem Cause they're wildin' all the time Don't swap while Amber squats And does her
1: dance to please her place And Ben reads books while serving looks Wild is wildin'
3: all the time